Okay, so Be'ezras Hashem, we're going to be continuing with our series of Shirim on entering the Sea of Wisdom based on the teachings of the Tzaddik and the Gon, Rav Yitzhak Meyer Morgenstern Shlita. And again, this week was Mamish one of the weeks where it was 91 pages of just Mamish Ta'anugei Torah, Rasha'ashuei Da'oraisa. And there were so many elements that the Rebbe is speaking about more now, the Klal Ha'erchin as applied to Avedis Hashem, dancing, dancing like a dying fish without any moichin whatsoever, just different elements that we could have focused on, but this nakuda is something that I wanted to focus on. The Rebbe is talking in the Pasuk of, of Bnei Gershon. Bnei Gershon, Bnei Gershon are typically associated with individuals who have been cast out of holiness. Gershon is the Lashon of Gerishon, it's the Lashon of being divorced or being pushed away or being sent out. And the Rebbe points out in the beginning of Tana Debe Eliyahu, and this is one of the reasons we start learning it on Motzei Shabbos, is that the beginning of Tana Debe Eliyahu is the teaching of how Adam Harishon, not Adam, how Adam Harishon, when he was kicked out of Gan Eden, it was as if he was given a Ksav Gerishon. It was as if HaKadosh Baruch gave him a get and said to him, you're out of here. And he kicked him out like a divorcee, kicked him out like somebody who has been pushed away from holiness. And on Moetzei Shabbos, where we're kicked out of holiness, where we begin to fall back down into the death-bringing territory of the six days of the week. So that's why we want to learn the Tana de Beliahu, which is teaching us how to return back into Gan Eden, how to return back into that place. But nevertheless, there's many of us, and all of us on a certain level, live within the sense of being Bnei Gershon, of being people who are kicked out of holiness. Now, there's the Bnei Kahas, who are the people with Moichin, the individuals who have Sidur Hadavarim, Sidur order in their lives, who don't struggle. Then there's also Bnei Merari, those individuals who are caught up in Merirus and bitterness. But the Bnei Gershon are the middle level, which the Rebbe spends a lot of time pointing out how the middle level, because it represents the unifying center of two polar extremities is the highest level. And B'nai Gershon, we're told we have to be mitzchazik ourselves. We have to understand, we have to remind ourselves that even though it feels so often that we're kicked out, and even though it so often feels like a person is pushed out of holiness, pushed out away from their connection to the Shechina, pushed out away from their amuna in themselves, pushed out away from their amuna in HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Nevertheless, the entire purpose of being pushed out and feeling that hargasha of Gerishin is to be misgaber and to strengthen ourselves biyeser se'es, biyeser oz, with renewed vigor and more intensity to push ourselves back into Kedusha. And in the teaching that the Rebbe wanted to utilize, he focuses on the Pasuk of Nasa es Roish. Nasa es Roish b'nei Gershom gamhim. Raise up the heads of b'nei Gershon, also them. Again, the language of gam, gam charvoyna zachur latov, gam zulatova, gam zulatova, the notion of even this is for good, right? Typically we look at things and what is good is good and what is bad is bad. The notion of gam, of gam ki elach begeit salmavas, although I walk in this shadow, 
in the valley in the shadow of death, it's also good here. This notion of gam is when we realize that even that territory of darkness is part of Kedusha. That's Vegam Harvayna Zachor Latov, that's Rabban Gamliel, who comes to say that Gamliel, I also have a Shaykhista Kaddish Baruch Hu. So Gam Haim, this notion of drawing B'nai Gershon, those who have been kicked out, divorced from holiness, exiled from their rightful place, living a life of deferment and feeling as if in the wrong place, the way to be mala them is to be noisa es roish. And the tzaddikim point out that noisa es roish, what does it mean to raise the head? So I think the Chudush brings it down, the Rebbe brings it down a number of times, that the oisiois of rosh, reish ayin shin, when you elevate it and you raise it to the levels that precede it, so above a resh is a shin, above an aleph is a bez, and above a shin is a tuf, which spells out Shabbat. So nasa es rosh means that if you want to understand how to bring a person who feels so deeply kicked out of Kedusha, so deeply kicked out of Gan Eden in their lives, in their individual recesses of their own heart, the way to draw them back in, the way to show them that they still have access to Gan Eden Mikadem is through the Bechina of Shabbos, of nasa es rosh, to elevate the letters of Roish and bring us back to a place of Shabbos. And this is what the Rebbe is going to talk about. And really, a lot of this is not so much the words of the Rebbe, but it's going to be words of Rabbi Nachman of Breslov in Sipur Maisios, in the Sipur of the Ben HaEved and the Ben HaMelech that were Nichlefu, this almost Kafkaesque tale of this flipping, this random, almost meaningless transformation of the child of the king and the child of the slave who enter into a place of Heichalei HaTamuros, the chamber of changes, the chamber of radical changes, almost like a person wakes up one morning and they're a bug, right? So we're going to see that this Maisa contains at the heart of itself a way to protect ourselves against this feeling of Gerashim, against this despondency-bringing sense of having been divorced from Kedusha and having been kicked out away from our rightful place, and reminding us that wherever we go, we have the ability to split open the scene and reveal that it is the very perfect place where we're meant to find HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So the Rebbe says as follows, The concept of of raising the heads of B'nai Gershom hints to Shabbos Kodesh. What does that mean? That when you raise up the letters of the name of the word Rosh, to the letters that are above them, you find the letters of Shabbos. In the middle of Maisiyat Aleph. In the middle of Maisiyat Aleph, there's a whole Maisa where there's a town that had this beautiful garden, and they always had a gardener. They always had a tzaddik who kept up the garden, who watered the plants, who knew how to fertilize the field properly, who knew how to tend to each and every differentiated type of growth. The machatz chakla, those tzaddikim who were the threshers of the field, very much connected to what we understand from Rus and Boaz and, and, and Ami and the avoida of Gilui of Mashiach, specifically out of the asik of the field, of learning how to plant properly, of learning how to grow things properly, of learning how to cultivate things properly. And very often in the writings of Rinachman, we see the tzaddik associated with this notion of the ganani, the gardener, the gardener who goes missing, who suddenly slowly but surely disappears before everybody's eyes and everybody is left wandering and worrying about where is this 
Where is this gardener who we so desperately seek? Where is the one who is going to tend to the sheep, to the flowers? And the test that this city had, that this city, that their beautiful gun had fallen fallow and fallen into despair and brokenness and darkness, was that if you can go into this gun and not be afraid, so then you're ra'wi to be the ganani. Then you're ra'wi to be the gardener. Because they warn you, they say, when you enter into this field, they're going to chase you, mamish. There's going to be a sense of being chased, of being magurash, of being chased away from you are, from where you are. Who's going to chase you? What's going to chase you? Why are you going to be chased? Ibn Ahmed doesn't uh, give any examples because ultimately it's about anxiety. It's not about any particular example. The ikr is to realize that I'm being chased, but I'm not really being chased. And if you could enter into this garden and not be afraid, then you're ra'utili veganani. And so the story goes as follows that this 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 Ben Ha'eved, this Ben Ha'eved, who's Ra'ui to be the Ganani, he enters in to that garden and he's not afraid. And how does he keep his calm? He attaches himself to an eitz be'emtsahagam. He attaches himself to the tree that stands resting at the center of the gun. And at the end of the mice, the Tamidim and Rabbi Nassan brings from Rabbi Nachman that that gun itself was the Bukhina of Shabbos. That Shabbos is Magnumatli. Shabbos is that Nakuda that we can grab hold of to realize that even though I feel chased in a million different directions, even though I feel displaced and deferred and deterred away from the place that I'm meant to be, where I can find my settled mindedness, Shabbos is Magala to me. Shabbos reveals to me that no matter where I am, I have the ability to split open reality and uncover the light of Shabbos that exists perpetually within it. Like Chazal teach us that if you don't know when Shabbos is, choose whichever day you want, basically. Because Ba'emes, the deepest truth of reality is that it's always Shabbos. Until we come to the next Shabbos. And so the Rebbe brings down from Benachman. He says, just again, it's good to translate the words of Rabbeinu because of how profoundly relevant they are to the, to the moment in time we find ourselves in. The tale of the remarkable garden that nobody was able to enter into because the moment you entered into it, immediately they began to chase you and they're chasing you and yelling after you and you have no idea who it is or what they want and you can't see them and you can't sense who's chasing you. All you know is that they're chasing you until you run out of the garden, out of the fear of that which you can't see. This aspect is what it means to be B'nai Gershon, to feel that I'm being perpetually chased away from Kedusha. That the world pushes us out of our Gan Eden. The world pushes us away from our moments of comfort, those moments of amuna within ourselves. And the true son of the king, who enters into the garden, there's a person sitting near a tree in the garden. And he understood that everything depends on this person. When you enter into the garden and they're chasing you, you don't have to run away. Rather, situate yourself next to that person, next to that tree, next to that Bechina of Shabbos. And through that, you're going to be saved. And this true Ben Melech enters into the garden. And immediately when they started chasing him, the nameless forces that chase all of us in the day-to-day, -day, 
he stood himself next to that person, next to that tree, who stood in the center of the garden. And through that, like the coin God who comes out of the Kaidash Akadashan Bali Pega without any blemish, without any pain. And see there, the Rebbe brings down the parish that Rabbi Nachman himself gives, gives to this Misa. That Adam Rishon was cast out, kicked out, divorced, and propelled outwards away from the Gan. But Shabbos protects him. And Shabbos is the king who has all the peace in the world where all of the disparate notions, physicality, spirituality, time, work, anxiety, comfort, they all work together to give birth to the beautiful peace that emerges specifically out of the changing colors and the changing voices. And this Bechina of the Adam is the Melech Shaya Shalom Biyamav, the Shleimah Melech, David Melech, Malka Meshicha, right, the Tzadik. The person sits themselves next to Shabbos, and this is exactly what the Eitzah is, that you want to understand how to free yourself from this wandering and this being cast out and the sense of placelessness and being in the wrong place at the wrong time and this perpetual sense of homesickness that rests at the heart of an individual, even when they're home, that deep Jewish sense of the neshama, what we need to connect ourselves to is the nekuda of Shabbos, which exists at all times. That's the Eitzah, to raise the letters of Roish up to Shabbos and to connect to Shabbos Kaidish. And to go a little bit weiter because the Rebbe doesn't leave us off with this. The Rebbe brings it even further down to us. And he says, And the Rebbe spent a lot of time explaining this to us because the Bechina of Shabbos Kaidish, this Nakud of Shabbos that those of us who are cast out and kicked out are trying to connect to, it's not the Oyres and the Ta'anugim of Chachma that's Mesgala and Shabbos and the Gilui of Ori and Sof that is Mavatel everything to the point that a person is experiencing the pleasures of Elam Haba. Because that's the Darg of Shabbos that's Mesgala in its elevated root in the secret of Chachma and pleasure. Because these Migurashim, those of us who are kicked out and cast out and sent beyond, we can't grasp Shabbos there. And if we pretend to, then we're lying to ourselves and to anybody else. So then how do we access Shabbos to calm ourselves down? How do we find Shabbos in our lives to give us the ability to rest our heads and to stop running? But rather, our goal is to grab hold of Shabbos as it is in its pure manifestation down here in the world of Malchus, in the world of thisness, in the world of this worldly reality, which is simply the simple faith that we have in HaKadosh Baruch Hu, in the Metzias of Or in our lives, in that freedom away from the terrifying night air of the week. That this aspect of Malchus, that Chakal Tapuchin Kadishin, that field, that orchid of holy apples, that field that is beautiful, that's when a person enters in to the light of Shabbos Kodesh. Because every Jew, every person, no matter where they are, no matter where they have fallen, at every moment has the perpetual possibility of entering in with strength to Amunah Pshuta. Every possibility, because Amunah Pshuta is never not available to a person. The elasticity of faith is that it's present everywhere. 
Shehu ito imo ve'etzlo. It's with him, it's in him, and it's next to him at every place and every matziv. Harehu mamlecho yisbarach alav. And at that place, in that place, a person is mamlecha kadosh baruch And this is the bechina of hisgalus hamalchus of Shabbos kodesh. That's what it means to find Hashem wherever I am, right here, right now, which is the knisa into the lower level of Shabbos. And through this obstinate and, and, and brazen holding on to simple faith in spite of all of the distances, in spite of all of the redifos that we experience, that is how we keep ourselves safe. And then when a person is connecting to Amuna in a real way, through the chizik and the strengthening of Amuna Pshuta and Hashem Yisparach, then, as Mamela, once you touch Amuna, then you have access to all of the elevations that take place on Shabbos. And you begin to consciously or unconsciously experience the blessings and the feelings of Shabbos. For me, I can't imagine a more significant teaching in the sense that it's a, it's a perpetual relief that no matter where a person is, no matter how far a person feels they've gone, no matter how much they feel a person is chasing them. And ultimately, it's very often ourselves that are chasing ourselves and our anxieties and our fears and our projections and all of our katnistic azachen that make us feel like we're being pushed out and away. And if we could only connect ourselves to the nukunut penimius, that innermost point that Sadiqim talk about, at that moment, yispardu kopalayavan. There's no more chasing, there's no more running, and a person finds that I'm already within the sweet reservoirs and comforting circle of Amuna. And Bezra Sashem, we should be Zaycha to be Mataches, to be Mala Esraish, to take the Raish and elevate it and look upwards and to look towards those osios of Shin Bez Taf, to be Zaycha to the Oris of Shabbos in our lives, Bezra Sashem.